to today's episode of Sweet Silver Song, a podcast bringing memories of our favourite football club Liverpool. My name is Mark Kerr, I'm a tour guide at Anfield, but these podcast episodes are made independently of the club, made by Anfield Insiders with Love. Today I am again joined by two of my colleagues, uh, John Coburn and Bob Williams, who are fellow tour guides at Anfield, and we're going to continue talking about life in the 1950s and 60s, going through into the 70s under Bill Shankly. This episode is sponsored by Proactive Dispatch, a same-day courier company based in the northwest of England. They collect within one hour of the order, and they deliver anywhere in the UK on the same day. One example of their excellent service is they delivered a wrap for an aeroplane. Aeroplanes are not painted. The paint's too heavy. They are wrapped in a printed vinyl, like vans are. When an aeroplane is newly delivered, it's on the ground in a hangar, uh, made ready for service. And of course, that's very expensive while it's sat there on the ground, not earning money. And so it's important that the wrap is delivered on time and there are quite significant financial penalties to the supplier if he fails to deliver it on time. So this wrap was made in Bursco, collected by Proactive Dispatch and taken down to Gatwick Airport. The customer was able to track the progress of the van on its journey down to Gatwick and was delighted when it was delivered on time. So for all your same-day deliveries across the UK, please consider using Proactive Dispatch. So today we're going to talk about a derby match in which... Shankly's new team were tested and were not found wanting, I'm pleased to say. Let's move on then to, as a memorable game anyway, because it was the game when Liverpool played Everton in 1970 at Anfield. Everton had won the league the previous season mm-hmm. and in fact did one 2 at Anfield. And we mentioned earlier Sandy Brown's own goal. That was when we won away at Goodison that season, 3-0. But Everton got their revenge, winning 2 at Anfield. And the following November, they came back to Anfield and they were 2-0 up. And of course, famously, we came back and won 3-2. Mm. Um, Toshak scored his first goal for Liverpool in that game. But John, something else happened in that match for you, didn't it? That was memorable. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> well, I remember uh, we used to have a, a call the golden goal and you could buy a ticket and you had to have the time. On the ticket would be a, t- uh, a minutes and seconds. If you got that, you won £100. That's with the time of the first goal? Yeah. Yeah. A second either side, you won a couple of quid. Yeah. That was the way it was. It, the main prize was the golden goal. And I was on the cop that day and I bought a ticket. I used to buy one for every game. Yeah. Nil-nil at half-time and we were kicking into the cop in the second half. Shortly after the kick-off, it, it turned out it was 55 minutes 53 seconds, Alan Whittle, little blonde, who scored the goal for them. And then Joe Royal scored shortly after, 2-0. I wasn't aware that I hadn't even checked my ticket at that point. We went on to win. Chrissy Lawler scored the winner. Yeah. And, I mean, talking about footballers, what a player he was. He never took a penalty, free kick, and he scored. And you remember how many mm-hmm. goals? It was over 50, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the guy was just... Fabulous footballer. Anyway, the end of the game, we're walking out, we're walking up Kemlin Road to go, to go home. And 
my mate said to me, checky ticky. So I did do them. There's this 55, 53. He said, sure. Because they used to announce it. Yes. He said, I think that's the winner, you know. We better go around and check. So we walked up, battled the way through along Anfield Road to get in the main stand car park. And they had a porter cabin, the um, development as it was then. Ken Addison was the guy in charge. So I showed the, the security guy me a ticket and he said, oh, you can come in. So we went in and I showed him that and he said, congratulations. And he signed the check, £100 it was. And he gave it to Roger Hunt, who gave it to me. Now, he was my hero, Roger. So that was a, a bonus. But I also met a guy in there who lived. So when he heard what my address was, he said, oh, I live three doors from you. Do you come the, the game off? And I said, yeah, when I can get a ticket. I didn't have a season ticket. He said, oh, I can sort that. And he gave us two books, match tickets, home games. And I had them for about three or four seasons till he left. He went, worked at Bolton Wanderers. So, of course, the ticket stopped for me after that. But that was that was two two things that I got. I got a £100 ticket and 100 quid. We beat Everton. We beat 2-0 down. <laughs> An Everton player won the money for me. <laughs> down. And I got books and match tickets for about three or four seasons afterwards. And £100, a lot of money in those it days. It was a lot of money. Would it, it, be, would it be like two or three weeks' wages or something? Well, I, I remember going home and I, sh I showed my mum and dad that I had this check. And, oh, you'll have to save that. I said, oh, <laughs> I'll save some of it. So it was a double a double celebration, but it was worth, I don't know how much, how much would a hundred pound be worth now? Let's put it into context. I, I can remember the price of a pint in 1974. Mm. It was about... 14 pence a mm. pint. Mm. So <laughs> probably then it might have been about, uh, it was before decimalisation. It would be over £1,000 now, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Easy. Well, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it would, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it gave me a cracking night out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and I had money left at the end of it. And we beat Evan, but that was the best part, was yeah, that Alan Whittle scored the goal that got me. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he had. He famously had this very peroxide dyed hair, didn't he? Yeah, Alan <laughs> Yeah, and God. white boots. Hated, hated them. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they were champions as well. But, so but, to beat them. Do you remember that game? Because when they were winning 2 0, Alan Ball sat on the ball on the right wing. He sat on the ball, mocking the Liverpool players, and we beat them 3 yeah. 2. So we were screaming at him to go and kick the ball from under him. You know, that's, that's how bad it was. I mean, he was nasty yeah. little. Never forget that. Uh, that. And we were so pleased. And Chrissy Lawler scored that winner late on as well. The cop was all singing Never Walk Alone, oh. weren't they? Because we got back to two all. And then, then he scored and it interrupted yeah. our, our anthem. And he stayed. <laughs> I remember him now. He, he got the ball and he, he didn't sort of panic or anything. He stayed calm. And he yeah. Picked did his it, spot, didn't he? He picked his spot. Picked his spot. He's a good along one. the floor. Boom. Yeah. Bottom. And they just went mad. <laughs> and he didn't. He never really got excited, Chris Lawler. Whenever he scored a goal, he just sort of got put his arm up and then tried to run back. Yeah. Do you remember the goal that got us back into that game? The highway. Yeah. Highway. Mm. Funny goal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And he cut in from the wing. He cut yeah. in from the wing, yeah. yeah. And, and it's yeah, and smacked it, smacked it in. Past the goal, he yeah. had a really narrow angle. Didn't yeah. It? Near post. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a heavy pitch, I remember. Mm -hmm. and the he balls played out to the left wing. Yeah. And as he went, as Hyber was coming onto the ball, John Hurst came 
flying across. And he skipped over him. And he, he was going to take man ball and everything. Yeah. But as you say, it Highway was... saw this and managed to just nick the ball past it and, and kind of step, over skipped over it. Skipped over it, yeah. yeah. And then he was away. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he had this funny running pattern, yeah. didn't he, yeah. Steve? He, he ran with his, with his knees high. Yeah. I used to see him when he played for Skelmersdale. That's him, yeah. watch Skelmersdale yeah. occasionally. And he was a terrific player with them and then Liverpool bought him, didn't they? Yeah. I know Bob Paisley said when he went to watch him at Skem, he said he would be the best amateur player he'd ever seen. Yeah, fantastic. But he was very unorthodox, wasn't he? Oh, very yeah. unorthodox. I say his running style <laughs> and his say, whole... Yeah. The whole yeah. way he played the game was very, yeah. very odd. The first time I saw him mm. was when Bobby Graham broke his ankle. Steve Harvey was his, was a substitute. And almost, the, I think the very first time at the ball, he went on this mazy run and he went, went skiddy past all the Chelsea defenders. And he ended up being through on goal. And he went on the goalkeeper and then missed from a, a tight oh. angle. And we all we all went, what on earth was that? Yeah. <laughs> it was just he, did ev- he did everything, yeah. A bit like Roadrunner, beep beep. And he was off. Yeah, he was away. <laughs> beep beeps. He played against Highburn and he did a similar mazy run from the halfway line. He left yeah. about three or four fellas, you know, just... Absolutely out the game. He was a terrific player. Yeah. Terrific player. And he initially he was quite raw, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But he did get that sophistication about his game. He was very quick, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Um, he used to take it to the player. Yeah. And just as the fellow was about to tackle, he'd just touch it that further <laughs> yeah. bit on and he'd be away, wouldn't he? Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Peter Thompson was a fantastic player for Liverpool, but he wasn't as effective as Highway. Uh, but you know, the Brazilians called him the White Garincha. Correct. After he, he went through the Brazilian team. Yes. You talk about John Barnes's goal yeah. against Brazil. He did the same thing against them when they were world champions, when we were all for England. On tour down in yeah. South America, yeah. yeah. But remember the goals he scored in the semi-final? Against Chelsea. Against Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. I think, again, it was one where he was on the left wing and he cut inside he and he hit it. No, I just remember he, he got it sort of in the left wing position. Mm, yeah. And uh, Chelsea backed off, yeah. and he just sort of, you know, that run he had, yeah. where he fainted to go left, came inside and smacked it in from about, I think yeah. it must have been about 20 yards, yeah. you think? Didn't we sign him after he tore us apart playing for Preston? He did, and do you remember yeah, him? I, I remember the game, yeah. because Liverpool played Preston in the cup. Yeah. They drew a home, they drew away, and they went to Old Trafford for the third game, yeah. and Preston won 1-0, and who scored the goal? Peter Thompson, and he was a terrific player. Yeah. But what I remember about those games was St. John yeah. and Singleton. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> it was um, when he got sent off, wasn't it? Yeah, Preston sent off. He was yeah. a real rough was, house. Yeah. And St. John, I mean, he just, he did it with Joe Baker, didn't he? Yeah. Just lamped him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, everybody that was, wasn't it? Oh, that was Ron Yates who thumped Joe Baker. St. John thumped a Fulham player. He was small. I'd say he was a hard little case, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? Well, I remember a story about St. John. When I was in the band, I was I was playing in Blackpool. And um, at this venue where we were playing, it was it was the Chelsea team were there. And they were playing Blackpool the following night. It was the night that Peter Osgood got sent off against Blackpool. Um, in the, I think it was the League Cup or something like that. I got talking to John Hollins backstage. We got talking about football and he said... We spoke about St. John. He said, St. John, oh, what a lad he was. <laughs> he said, we were in Portugal, playing against Portugal. We finished the game. And he said, we were walking through the centre of Lisbon or whatever it was. And um, these four Portuguese fellows came up to them. 
and threatened them. And uh, there was only Hollands and Ian St. John. And he wasn't big Hollands, was he? No. And he said, before I could do anything, St. John had laid the four of them out. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd headed one, he'd smacked another one on the jaw, and he'd, he'd laid them out. He said he's never seen anything like it. What a hard man he was. Yeah. Yeah. Feisty, I yeah. think, was the word to describe it. Yeah, but in his latter days when we saw him, mm. you know, he was a quite an emotional guy, wasn't he? Yeah. When he talked about it, the past with Billy yeah. Shankly and mm. stuff. Mm. You'd see him when we were on tour, sometimes yeah. he'd uh, he'd be there. So about St. John, did you go to his day with him? What's, yes, what's the four three? Goodison Park, the Floodlit Cup. Go on, yeah. talk us about that. Just, go on, I was behind the goal. He scored yeah. three goals, three. I think they were all headers. Mm. I can't remember, but I remember one particular header, mm. and he climbed like a stag. And they had a big side, and he could put it in. I mean, we thought the Messiah had come. It was this guy. Who's this guy? He was only little. Yeah. Oh, so he this is against Everson and the. He used uh, to say he carried a ladder in, in his short pockets. You know, he put the ladder out and climbed up. The Liverpool senior cup. 4 3 they won. They beat yeah. us 4 3, didn't he? Winning goal scored by who? Roy Vernon. Oh, Penalty. Right. So he scored a hat trick and lost on his yeah. debut. Wow. Yeah. Goodison Park. Yeah. He's a good player, Roy Vernon. Well, we knew then we had a player then. Yeah. He was like the glamour boy of the Chankley team, wasn't yeah. he, in St. Yeah. John? It was amazing because he was, he was one of the. F- I mean, he wasn't your traditional centre forward who's six foot. You know, a raw bone and he gets stuck in. He was clever, wasn't he? He was a footballer, you know. He's one of them, you know, the, the leaders of the modern kind yeah. of centre forward. Do you know who Shankly tried to sign before he signed in St. John? Brian Clough. Yeah. But Liverpool mm. made an offer to Middlesbrough mm. and they turned it down and they instead they sold him to Sunderland. And mm. uh, so he signed in St. John instead. It was probably a good job because Clough got injured only about six months yeah, later. He was injury prone, wasn't he? Clough? I don't know. Yeah, mm. I think he was. He was injury prone. It, it curtailed his England mm. career, really. Mm. But it was fascinating that turn of events. And the other one, of course, was when we were going to sign Frank Worthington from Huddersfield. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> failed his medical. He failed his medical with a, with a quote, quote, heart issue, unquote. <laughs> but the rumour was it was VD or an STD yeah. or whatever. <laughs> But so instead, we had to sign a guy called Kevin Keegan. I remember his <laughs> scrappy little goal when he scored his first goal for us in the cup end. Against Nats Forest. Yeah. It was like a missed kick, wasn't it? Yeah. But he, I mean, you talk about players who come into teams and have a, an impact. Yeah. I mean, the impact that he had on that Liverpool team was incredible. Yeah. And he went on to Sydney to win the league. I yeah. Mean, he was a fantastic player. An amazing player, Keegan, and I think he's undervalued. You know, when people talk about Liverpool greats, oh yeah, definitely. I think that he's he's been underrated. But look at him in the, the final mm. in Rome. Oh, that was his last game for us. Yeah, his finest ever performance yeah. in Liverpool. Shit, he absolutely tore them apart, didn't he? Yeah. Bertie Vos. and they had Bertie Vos, who was at that point probably the best man-to-man marker in the game. He was, yeah, and he he couldn't control it. No. no. Yeah, it was quite clever the way Liverpool played in that final because the Germans had this uh, very kind of rigid way of playing where they man-marked the two main strikers mm. with their two main centre-backs. And so what Liverpool did was Keegan went off to the right wing and Highway went off the left wing and took the centre-backs with him. Mm. So when um, Highway came inside, uh, there was a massive gap down the middle that Terry mm. McDermott ran through. It was a huge hole in their defence, wasn't it? Yeah. And McDermott went through and, of course, scored the first goal and... 
we were away. Mm. But yeah, Keegan was. Uh, I think th- I think the thing that upset Liverpool was the way he went. You know, he just and he didn't go to a glamour club. He went no. to Hamburg. No. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know they? He won <laughs> European Football of the Year, wasn't he? And then they played against Liverpool in the Super Cup. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the score? I think it was six 0 wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Terry McDermott's hat trick. It was terrific. But he was a great player, Keegan. An instinctive player, I think, wasn't he? Well, he, he was. He, he never stopped. He just buzzed around, he did. didn't he? He made he a did. nuisance of himself. And, and he had longer hair, of course, which he, it, he stood out. And uh, he was just a bundle of energy, wasn't he? But yeah. When he was named in that first game of the season against Notts Forest, yeah. everyone was shocked, weren't they? Yeah. He thought it was just a chap who was going to be in, maybe in the squad, yeah. he'd yeah. be in the reserves, that kind of thing. But... Straight yeah. away, it's impact. Scunthorpe we signed him from. Yes. That's where we got Clements from. It is, yeah. So Clements and Keegan were part of this new team that Shankly was starting to build. And John, I believe you were at uh, perhaps one of the uh, pivotal games in the uh, start of this new Shankly team that he was building. Do you want to talk to us about it? After the Watford FA Cup defeat, he decided they'd all... The legs had gone on all of them. And we thought, everybody thought he's left it too late. He hadn't. The only person he'd really brought in was Emily News. Yes. Into the team. Yeah. And the rest of them were all getting old together. And he basically ripped the team apart. Yes. Because when we got up to Burnley for the first game of the season, we had a new goalie, new centre-half. Who was the goalie? Ray Clement. Mm-hmm. Then we had Larry Lloyd. Centre-half. Um, yeah. Centre-half. We had Brian Hall. Hall, yeah. Stevie Highway, mm-hmm. all of those players were put into the side, yeah, and we won, which was the best thing that could have happened, really. Because if they'd have got beat, I don't know what he would have done, or <laughs> they'd have got hammered. We'd hadn't heard of half of the players, remember them signing mm. Larry Lloyd and, and Ray Clements, but they spent some time in the reserves, hadn't they? They had, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Keegan was, wasn't there then? No, Keegan started, he came later, next season, he started the next yeah. season, yeah. yeah. So it was a bit of a, a makeshift and do team that he put in because he didn't know how they performed. He'd been mm. the reserves, as you said. And we won. I think Alec Lindsay probably came into the team yeah. around about then. He, was a, good, he yeah. was a good footballer. He yeah. was. He was a lovely, a cultured... Lefties. That goal he had disallowed. Newcastle. Newcastle. At Wembley. Yeah. yeah. Remember Bob? I just remember him going up the left wing and um, he must have smacked it in from 25 yeah. yards. I think, it was, I think he played a 1-2. On it one was a show, fantastic yeah. goal. Keegan. But he definitely—I'm pretty sure he played the one too. And as he came back to him, yeah. he hit it on the half volley, and it just it flew in. Yeah. yeah, flew into the far corner of the goal. I'm not so sure, but it was offside, though. I think these days it would have been allowed. Yeah. I jumped up when he scored it, and as I jumped up, my fingers went through the polystyrene tiles on the ceiling of the living room. And those, you said at Wembley then. Those finger holes <laughs> were in our lounge ceiling for years afterwards <laughs> to remind us of the goal just allowed. And, the, and then they had to apologise afterwards because of people who could lip read could, could see what Alec Lindsay was uh, was saying yeah. when he realised the goal had been disallowed. Yeah. And it was, oh, oh that was me. Yeah. But, he took uh, over from Jerry Byrne, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think Emily News took over the left back first, didn't he? Yeah. I remember us playing Leeds and they had Alan Clark playing for them. Oh, yeah. And what they were going to do to us was unbelievable. Emily yeah. put Alan Clark into the line. Okay. 
put him off the pitch and right into the seats. Oh, well, the immediate fan favourite. Yes. And Couldn't happen to a nice... They loved it because everybody hated Alan Clark. He, he was just a monster. He was just nasty. Nasty, nasty was wasn't he? Yeah. And he just, he just put him in. And it, it, after that, Crazy Horse was nothing. He was brilliant. He was tremendous. Player. How did he get the yeah. nickname Crazy Horse? Do you remember? No. No, I don't remember Apparently, that. Apparently, uh, they were playing Newcastle at Anfield and they had Newcastle centre-forward who was put through. And as he was running clear of the defenders, then they managed to sort of get up, get up behind him. And he rugby tackled him behind him. <laughs> was that McDonald for them? I, no, it was before Malcolm McDonald. Because don't forget, Emily made his debut in March '67 oh, yeah, against well, Stoke, so a bit before Malcolm McDonald. But whoever it was, he's flattened it behind. <laughs> and in the modern game, of course, it was a straight red card. But um, in those days, I think he got a bit of a ticking off. It may have got a, a caution. But, what yeah. was it Shankly said about him when he signed him? He said Shankly went up to sign him from a, a Blackpool, and then they had to go and register the transfer with the. Football League headquarters and lived in St. Anne's. Mm. And it was getting late and Shanky was keen to get him signed so he could play him in the match on the Saturday. So they went through a red light, I think, and a policeman came up behind him and pulled him over and said, excuse me, sir, you know, uh, you, you went through a red light there. And Shanky said, do you know who's in this car, officer? <laughs> and he says, yes, Mr. Shanky. No, not me, you fool. This man here, the future captain of England. <laughs> And then it was about 19 and it played to make 40 first team games for Blackpool. And, uh, but he was right, wasn't he? Because yeah. he became a very good captain of Liverpool and England. Uh, him and Tommy Smith never got on though, did they? No. Didn't show it on the pitch, mind. No. But off the pitch, they were. I don't think it helped that Tommy got the captaincy taken off him and it was given to Emily. Sure, yeah. yeah. that didn't help. Shankly had to make a decision. The team weren't playing well. And he had to do something. And, uh, but he's a brave man, Shank. He took the captaincy off Tommy Smith. I don't think I'd have done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, the other famous change of captaincy through partly through a season was um, when Sammy lost the captaincy. It was given to Stephen Gerrard. Mm-hmm. But again, we all worked out beautifully. Imagine that wouldn't have been the problem, would no. it? Because really? Sammy wasn't. I mean, we've seen him. We've seen him recently. Yeah, he was on LFC TV doing. Stuff, uh, you know, after the match, yeah. he looks well, but he was he's been on the tours a couple of times, yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, really, he's a gentleman. I bumped into about two months nice ago, we had a very, very busy day. And I was mm-hmm. like, by the this is Anfield sign, I was trying to get people to just go straight past the sign, not wait to get the pictures there because then the queue was building up. And I said, Look, just go straight through. And this guy said, so I said, if I go straight through, and I looked, turned around, this big, tall, blonde fellow was there. And it was Sammy. Mm. Sammy. I said, Sammy, you can go wherever you like, my friend. And uh, he, he shook my hand, as always. And mm, he's a lovely fellow. He is. Yeah. He's a smashing guy. He, he comes in a lot, though, because he brings tours with him, doesn't he? Yeah, he brings, brings groups of people with him. Yeah. Always yeah. stops and says hello to you. you know? yeah. If you're on the Anfield Road lift, he'll say, God, you've drawn the short straw, haven't you? <laughs> it's always cold. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, he's a lovely, gentle giant, isn't he, Sammy? Yeah. Mm. I said to him once, uh, I seem to remember you went a whole season without getting a yellow card. Uh, he says, oh, I don't know, but he said, I like to kick the ball rather than the, the opponents. Because mm. it was a football in centre-half, wasn't it? He's got some good goals, though, isn't he? Do you remember Ian Callaghan, the, the red card, the yellow card that he got, the one and only one yellow and only. card? 
Do you remember that? I don't yeah. remember him getting it, but it was... I do, and I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was against Notts Forest in the replay of the League Cup final at Old Trafford. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the referee at the... the you know what I meant? The, yeah. How could he book <laughs> Ian Callaghan? Yeah. And in all the games he played for Liverpool, how many was it? 850. Only ever booked once. Yeah. And that was incredible. But you can't remember the name of the ref. Cause I, I do. Who was it? Pat Partridge. Mm. And he disallowed a goal for us in both ties against Nottingham Forest, the final and the replay, both by Terry McDermott. And I can understand why either was disallowed. Well, he also gave them a penalty for a tackle, a foul, Mm. by Phil Thompson Mm. that was outside the box. Brown envelope job. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Gerald Sinstad, after the game, talking to Peter Taylor. And he said, you're winning goal. It shouldn't have been a penalty. Um, Peter Taylor looked at him and said, really? He said, yeah, the camera shows quite clearly that he was outside the box. And Peter says, yeah, but the camera also shows we've got the cup. Fair <laughs> <laughs> uh, play. Fair <laughs> news, yeah. <laughs> Guys, what was it like when we actually got promoted at the second division? Because we spent, what, eight years mm. in the second division. Yeah, and we were sort of always in those sort of Latter years of those eight years, we were finishing third, yeah. fourth, always missing out. Yeah. But you know what? Of always all the bridesmaid, never the bride. These yeah. days, of all the great times, all the great games, the cups they've won, the championships mm. they've won, the, the most exciting time when I look back at it mm. was when they won from. I agree with you, yeah. Because the next season they weren't going to be playing with Judy Spector mm. against Rotherham and Doncaster Rovers, you're going to be playing against Arsenal. You're going to be playing Man United. Game, not in the Lancashire yeah. Senior Cup. Yeah. It was, I can never forget it. I was so excited. And I went to the first game, we were playing Blackpool, mm-hmm. thinking that wasn't the glamour first game I wanted, but I thought, well, we'll beat Blackpool. And of course, Blackpool beat us, didn't they? <laughs> but yeah, it was. they were really exciting times for me. They, they were. So go through the promotion season then I remember the. I just remember being on the pitch mm, the promotion season and, and you criticised people but the whole everybody was on that pitch and you sank up to your ankles in mud mm. and I used to think to me how can you play football on mm. this now it's rock hard isn't it the pitch they were a fantastic team in that promotion season yeah and um, it's a story it's about my brother who was in hospital and he'd been in Aintree Hospital for a while. Mm. Wasn't well at all. And uh, he hadn't had the th- good fortune to see this fantastic team that Shankly had put together. Um, put together, you know, with Yates and St. John and mm. these players. And I said to him one day when I was visiting the hospital, you've got to come and watch Liverpool. Mm. And he says, right, he said, uh, who are they playing at the weekend? I said, Leeds United at home. I said, you need to try and see if they'll let you out of hospital to go and watch it. Anyway, he didn't let him out of hospital, but he bumped out of hospital. And he met me at the ground, and Liverpool won 5-0. It was a fantastic performance. And then he went back to the hospital, <laughs> back to his ward, <laughs> and nobody even knew he no, <laughs> But that team was a fantastic yeah. team. Willie uh, Stevenson. Yeah. Another. Yeah. You know. Brilliant footballer. Tremendous players. Signed yeah. from Rangers, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic player. He was like, uh, they used to compare him to Baxter, didn't he? Yeah. Because he was a big man up there, wasn't he, Baxter? Yes. Wing half. Yeah. He was quite a cultured left footer. Yeah. 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 Willie Stevenson. 
Gordon Milne and Gordon Milne. Those Milne. Like that. Fantastic team. Yeah. And Roger Hunt scored 40-odd goals, didn't he, that season? Wow. Second, wasn't was it 42 goals? He was always a goal scorer, wasn't he, Roger? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you get criticised because um, I always remember Bill Shanker defending him and saying, but he was there. Mm. He said, if you want the ball to drop to somebody in the box, it's him. He yeah. said, you know, because he, he, like everybody, he missed them. Yeah. You know, the goals he scored for us, he had them up. Unbelievable. I mean, it's only Rushy that has got close. Rushy's exceeded in that, of course. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They don't. You should never count the, the goals that people miss. Only mm. count the goals they score. Yeah. Cause Dixie Dean scored 60 goals in one season, mm. but you can bet your life he probably missed 200. Oh, of course. Yeah. Roger was, yeah. I mean, he was our spearhead, wasn't he? I saw his debut, and I think he, well, he scored on his debut. Liverpool won 2 0. Yeah. He had this yeah. look about him, didn't he? He was tall, he, was, he had blonde hair, and all this type of stuff. He's oh, oh, another gentleman. He's yeah. another one. But do you remember him get, ever getting booked? I'm sure he did, but I can't remember. It was sad the way he left Liverpool, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sad the way a lot of them went. They, they just. They go back to the Watford game, yeah. only where the team was tired, slow. Yeah didn't have the energy yeah. and Shanky realised he had to break the team up and he didn't want to. Mm. Too late though. He had mm. to. I'll tell you a story that Ian St. John tells that Shanky hated dropping the players because mm. they, were, they were his boys his, or like his sons yeah. and especially St. John because of course he was a fellow Scot. He said they were playing Newcastle away. Ian St. John was uh, talking to Albert Stubbins who, of course, had been a Liverpool player. Geordie, wasn't he? he so, Albert Stubbins was now a journalist up mm. in Newcastle with the Chronicle, whatever it's called. And Albert Stubbins said to him, so Ian, you're not playing tonight? So, John said, what? He said, yeah, I've just got the team sheet, you're not on it. Mm. I think John's face must have dropped. And Stubbins said, did you not know? And Saint said, no. So, he shot off to find Shanky and find out why he wasn't picked. And he said, Shankly, every time he caught sight of Shankly, Shankly would disappear. <laughs> wouldn't make eye contact with him. And he was away. And he said, and that was typical of Shankly. He hated dropping him. He, he just couldn't tell him to his yeah. face. He, he wasn't picked. And, uh, Don't you think he, he reminded um, the way Bobby, Bobby Firmino used to play as a centre forward? St. John was like a, an early... Well, he was, I think he was, the, he was like leading that yeah, sort of that new sense of yeah. forward, wasn't he? Small. Yeah. Mobile. And Bobby could put it about. But I know he had different skills that he and St. John didn't have, but it was similar players in a lot of ways. They could head the ball, they could do all that. So not an out-and-out -out striker. Yeah. Not a, a big, bustling centre forward. But a playmaker. Yeah. A playmaker, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I agree. Um, I love Bobby. I thought he was... The glue that bound Absolutely. that early Bob team, Definitely. everything centered around Bobby, mm -hmm. and I couldn't imagine that team without him. Uh, he hasn't course. had very good things to say about Brendan Rodgers in his booth, has he? Well, he hasn't, and he said, and he was absolutely right because you remember yeah. that he didn't know where to play him. No, he used to play him on the right wing. I know, <laughs> you know, and he just, and of course, as soon as Klopp came, he understood. Well, he knew him from Germany, didn't he? Yeah, Klopp. I remember when he came and he said, you know, wow, he says. I'd inherited some good players here. Bobby yeah. Firmino, yeah. who hadn't been, you know, pulling up trees when he was first at Anfield. Everybody but, thought. But, you know, when Klopp understood what a player he was and what his best position was. And, uh, I mean, he's one of the greatest players I've seen for Liverpool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Tremendous player. Have you got a favourite? Well, now you mean? 
of all the ones you've watched, no, there's only one for me. It's so hard because we've been so spoiled, haven't we, over the years? Yeah. But I did love John Barnes. I just thought he was an absolutely oh. tremendous player. And he's, he's such a unique player. Yeah. Yeah. You can't compare to any Liverpool player we've ever had because he had his own style. But he was beautiful to watch in mm. action. He was so so, mm. so stylish. Mm. He, he would just... He would just kind of melt past players, wouldn't he? He was wonderful. That was my favourite. What was your what's yours favourite, John? Kenny. Kenny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kenny is the is the only one for me. Yeah. Yeah. He he's got to be He know, was the glue that greatest brought it all together. He was Fair just yeah. I mean He did it for so long as well, yeah. you know. I mean yeah. But having said that, if I had to pick one season by a Liverpool player which is the greatest I've ever seen, mm. it was two thousand and thirteen fourteen and it was Louis Suarez. Yeah. I've never seen a player like play him. like he played that season. Not playing for us anyway. And the goals he scored, the goals he scored. There's one goal stands out for me, and it never gets shown, but he scored a header from just outside the penalty area in the Anfield Road end. West Brom. And it was a bullet header. It was. And I'd never seen anybody score from well, that I'd distance. Billy Little do something similar yeah. to that. You know, but the, I remember that. It was West yeah. Brom. Yeah. That season, you just knew every time you went to, to watch Liverpool, yeah. he would there'd be some absolutely genius thing he'd do in the game. Yeah. And it wasn't just that. He was a fantastic player, but he also his work rate was phenomenal. Yeah. He used to set the work rate standard for yeah. the whole season. Yeah. It's just a magnificent player. As Cloppy says now, he'd lead, he'd lead the press as they say. There's one player, Curtis is the team fan, man in the team. Now it used to be Adam Lallana, wasn't it? Mm. For for his in the early days for Cloppy, he'd lead the presses. He, he says him, yeah. he'd start it, and Bobby would do it and stuff. And he was like that. Imagine him in this team now. Suarez, Suarez. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one game from that season I really, yeah. really remember, and mm. I think it's the most explosive start I've ever seen of any Liverpool team ever at watching them. Was against Arsenal. Oh yeah, when we were falling up in about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Him and, and him and storage they just couldn't handle them could they it was just it was fun, fantastic yeah. and Sterling as well of yeah. course so we yeah. had the three Sterling, S's up there yeah. yeah unfortunately that's all we have time for today uh, in this episode of Sweet Silver Song first of all I'd like to thank both Bob Williams and John Coburn for their excellent contributions it's great to have them back I'd also like to thank our sponsors Proactive Dispatch, who are based in the northwest of England but cover the whole of the UK and offer same day delivery. They promise service with a smile and they're looking for smart, smiling drivers who would like to join their growing business. And if you'd like to find out more details, please do contact Proactive Dispatch directly or via our website, which is sweetsilversong.co.uk, or you can email us admin at sweetsilversong.co.uk so until we meet again this is Mark Kerr saying goodbye and you'll never 